Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show where our skin is murder baby soft. Really? Where did that come from? That would be from BoJack Horseman. Okay. Uh, on the, one of the later episodes of season three, where one of the characters is like, your skin is so soft, it's like baby soft, it's like you murdered a baby and put its skin on. Your skin is murder baby soft. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah. You want to watch a uh, comedy? You want to feel depressed during? Watch I, Bojack I, I Horseman. I watched the first episode of the new season. I haven't watched past that. Oh, was, really? Oh, you haven't gotten to the underwater episode? No. Oh, that is the the way that, like, Hush defined Buffy. Um, like, you know, that weird, like, you know, the, the no dialogue episode. Um, or the body, which had um, no dialogue whatsoever. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Hush was no dialogue. Body was mm-hmm. no dialogue. Um, yeah, the underwater episode of, I think it's like episode five or six. It's right in the middle of the season of BoJack. Okay. Uh, is fucking phenomenal. It's once again, and it encapsulates the show, um, but specifically this season where, once again, Real human emotion, real human connection, real character development, like true psychological development. And you just feel so uplifted by like, oh, everything's going to get better. And then it just crushes it. Uh, Which, I mean, if you've seen the first two seasons of BoJack, it's, you know, every time something significant is going to happen with a character, it, it happens. And then it just gets stomped. Um, by reality. Of course. Or some kind of, like, incidental thing. Um, no, this episode, this season's been great. We're gonna talk about, uh, Deb and I are gonna talk about it, uh, next week. Weird time travel-y stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, so, season three of BoJack has been great. Um, I know your roommate, Rochelle, um, I brought this up that we, uh, Talked about BoJack, and I said, yeah. and she goes, ugh, he made me watch that. Yeah, she wasn't into it. And I was like, what, you don't want to be, like, horribly depressed by a comedy? Yeah, she wasn't into it at all. And the thing is with BoJack, like... I her watch it. I was in the living room watching TV. The thing is with BoJack, like, you get it or you don't. Like, it's not one of those, like, yeah, it's all right. And you're like, no, you have real emotions during it. Yeah. Or you don't. And then just walk away from it. Um, I don't want to get off on a, um, yeah, actually, because you haven't gotten really into it. It's okay. Um, it's yeah. a great segue into, um, <clears throat> Mr. Robot, where it's one of those I was talking to a friend where he's like, should I watch it? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and here's the thing, like, with Mr. Robot, either you like it or you don't. Like, you love it or you I, hate it. I haven't it. met anybody that didn't like it. Maybe that's just I, speaking for the people I know dumb people. Um, and dumb people are not gonna get Mr. Robot. They're not. Yeah. Um, especially season two. Season one, they might be able to barrel, you know, get through and go, eh, all right, it's like a high-tech fight club, um, so to speak. Right. But season two, it's like, once that big reveal happened, like, you're either in or you're out. Like, there is no in-between. There is no in-between. Um, there is no, like, yeah, I'm watching it, like, on the side. Like, no. 
you're either obsessed with watching every episode as it comes out, or you're holding off to binge it because you love it that much, or or you hate it, or music happens. Music. Um, my big uh, points on because we're caught up on um, we're all the way through episode four at this point. So what, almost halfway through the season? I would say. I don't remember how many episodes are in this season. Either. 10 or 13, so we're either... I hope for 13, but I doubt it. Um, um, so, okay, we're either... We're close to halfway, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love that at one point he's at the uh, diner with the black friend whose name I can't Leon. remember. Leon. Because token black guy's name is Leon. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> Leon than, Jenkins. Than, I know that's wrong. Than, don't correct me. Better internet. than token. Well... No, it's not better than Token, because Token's awesome. Um, but when he looks down at the chessboard and says, like, are you playing a game? And he goes, that's not for you. Right. Is Leon yes. Elliot's back door to freedom, so to speak? Leon's just another personality in his head. Absolutely. Is he the back door to freedom if, and we'll talk about it later, if he would have won the chess game against... Christian Slater, Mr. Robot, is that dead? What do you mean backdoor to freedom? Like, explain that. Would it have been this exploit? I mean, would Leon and Mr. Robot be in the same body? Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, would that have been his way to like stay alive and be lost? Well, to stay not necessarily in control, but like quote unquote in the game. I get you. Um, the psychological game. Possibly. I could see that. And that's why he says, like, it's not for you. Yeah. Because he was very adamant. It was very interesting that I, I, I you know. Well, but it, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe he was, maybe that was Elliot's way of acknowledging, at least to himself, that he knows Leon is just another character construction in his head. Um, I don't think he knows Leon is not real. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think it might be. I think that might be like his his new conscience, so to speak. I think it's his Jiminy Cricket. I get that. Yeah. But I don't think he knows that. I think he's still going. I mean, I think he has the routine, and Leon is the manifestation of that of routine, routine. But I don't think he knows that it's him. Probably just sitting on his own. Having odd conversation. That's true. And about when he, Seinfeld. When he's talking to his therapist. He even says like, "Don't." He's talking to to the viewer, saying, "Don't worry, I've got you covered." Or, "Don't worry, I'm I'm not." I'm not going to tell on you. I'm yeah. not going to. You're not going to. Yeah. Uh, when she asks, "Are you speaking to anyone else?" Uh, from your head, and he, he even says like, "Don't worry, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell on you or whatever it was." Um, but I don't think he's. So a, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't realize. I that. don't think he does. Huh. Um, I think the fourth wall breaking, I think he knows that we're there. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mr. Robot, he talked about in that therapy session where he goes, I don't want to give him, was it validation or yeah, liberation yeah, or whatever along, it was? Along those lines, yeah. Um, I don't want to give him that power. Yep. Um, much like a demon. So, actually, unlike a demon, because once you know the name, you have power over them. So, scratch that. Uh, reverse it. Um, but I did like that the therapist, even though he said she was wrong, ended up being right. That whole chessboard scene um, was pretty much a perfect example of 
what she said, which was both both of these people, you and Mr. Robot, are part of the overall you. You can't... Annihilation is not an option. Which l leads into my next point, when he says annihilation is always an option. Yeah. And then they play the game. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, a winner-take-all chess game, and it comes up, I think, in terms of the show, like, what, seven times three. as... Three times stalemate. Is it three times a stalemate? Yep. Okay. And then he even says, like, the odds of that happening are impossible. Or, like, astronomical. Like, yeah. Because um, he's doing, he said, after three moves, the possible possible combinations are, like, nine million something. Then it goes to some ridiculous... 288 million, million billion, billion thing. And then, and then, like, after five, it's, there's... Not a more number. More combinations than, are, than of electrons that exist in the observable universe. Yeah. Um, so that gets me into the stalemate where he's effectively playing himself. Obviously, oh, yeah. he's not going to win. Um, I loved that payoff. It reminded me of the end of War Games. What do you like to play that guy? Tic Tac Toe, then he plays chess, then he plays all the different options in the thermal nuclear war. And yep. Um, which it would be, yeah. Tantamount to not talk about how, how much this show owes to the 80s. Um, I'm still, by the way, really impressed by how it's shot. The cinematography, the off-center wide shots, mm -hmm. um, still take me off guard. Um, watching it for a season and what could be a half. Yeah. Um, every time they shoot someone like that, like it's still... I, I look at it as... like I. I Cinematography is such a psychological thing in terms of every character. Absolutely. You have uh, Dutch angles, reverse Dutch angles, all that bullshit. Um, not bullshit, but I mean... Yeah. Um, but with them, like, every time they shoot, it's, it's like, what are you getting at? Like... I did, like, they finally had him come to, I don't know, like, a realization of what he wants in life. When he had his dream. Sort of. I, I like that. They even said, you know, it's worth fighting for. This is what I think is worth fighting for. It, it's it, the black guy. It gives him a goal. Leon says that. Yeah, and Leon's in that dream. No. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Is he? Yes. Mr. Robot's not He there. sits down at the table with everybody Leon else. Leon does? Yes. I it's, thought he was absent on that one. No, he's he's farther to the end, and, and he's like, and you are there, too, <laughs> with the empty seat. But no, it's Leon and the fat, long-haired, glasses hacker, the sister, Angela, um, uh, Terrell and his wife. Um, uh, the guy that works for the Dark Army that's with Darlene. Yeah, and the... the who he saw, like, getting engaged and... And the guy that he, that, like, he broke down in, the, uh, in Steel Mountain. Yeah. I like I liked they brought him back. Um... I call him Jump to Conclusions because he looks like that guy. He does. He does. So Jump to Conclusions, Matt. <laughs> what do you do? He jumped to conclusions. Um, I'm kind of wondering what the hell they're going to do with the wife. Because she's just kind of all over the place. Um, you like, know, I thought she was... Off, she's paying off the parking lot guy from the parking lot they woke up in. She's trying to get money out of the guy whose wife Terrell killed. Which, okay, hold on. Let's get like, into that real quick. So, one, she's running out of money. 
And she says, I will say my, my husband didn't come home, so probably right. killed your wife. Just released a severance package. And the guy goes, oh, so the baby can go out alone? Like, go it alone? Right. Done. Like, fuck your baby. He basically says. Yeah. Yet, like, when the guy's talking about the, whatever, the vineyards and the da-da-da, like, yeah. once his DJ career takes off and she that says... That was fucking funny. I was laughing. Well, when she started crying, I was like, oh, shit, she's gonna kill him. Like, <laughs> that was my thought, where I was like, he has a beautiful vision. Yeah. She's gonna have to kill him to save money for said baby. And then she goes, I thought... Like, all this stuff would make me happy, and it didn't, and you're the opposite of that. Yeah. So I'm keeping you around, man toy, yeah, effectively. And then she gives him a blowjob. Yes, she does. And like, the reason I love you is because you're not, I don't want you to be any of those things. And you're not any, you can never be any of those things that I want. Like, And you know she salty. swallows. It's an insulting fucking conversation she has. Oh, God, yeah. She goes, like, you're effectively nothing, but that's what I need right, right now. but that's what I need, because I've had everything I've wanted in life, and that didn't make me happy. Yeah, just wait till he pops back up. The husband. Yeah. Like, blowjobs out the door. DJ out the door. DJ. Um, this episode ended with them hacking the FBI. Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. Which was like the best, worst way to end an episode ever. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm hacking the FBI. It's like literally that's that's the end of the episode. So what are you doing? I'm hacking the FBI. And you're like, I want to know more about that. Because they have to find out what weird, ch- weird chick knows about everything. Weird chick? Uh, the Why? FBI agents. With, oh, the FBI agents. Yeah. Because they go, well, which is a new thing, which yep. is a new thing. So there's your new, there's your new MacGuffin on like this Berenstein season. Bears. <laughs> it's spelled that do way. Do they learn how to do laundry? Yeah. They laundry data. Okay. Um, it's not And food. another new thing was the whole UN conversation between the leader of the Dark Army and the leader of E-Corp. Did you catch the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which he, he makes, UN, he blah, makes blah, for blah. a sexy chick. B.D. Wong? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time he's cross-dressed, either. He did something else that he was like, uh, he was in um, Oz. Weird that we were talking about Oz earlier, yeah. off-air. He was in Oz, as a, and he was one of the kind of... Weird training, training whatever. Training, very yeah. prisoners. Okay. Um, he was in something else that he played. I don't remember... Anyway, um, but yeah, it's interesting that like they're playing like when um, what's the uh, the adoptive daughter's name? Not Darlene, um, the blonde. Angela. Angela, when she's talking about like playing the long game, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Cause she totally like chucked those two motherfuckers under the bus," as she should have. But did she? Because when she started talking to him in the when she started talking to the CEO in the by the car. She made it sound like he fired, like, she she got the information, but then he fired them anyway. Mm, no. No? But based on the, like, the news yeah. things, where it's like, 
things have come to light. Well, yeah. Like, I think she used it to assage her guilt. Um, but I think that, like, he knew. The, the CEO who uh, is not... Um, I want to say... Uh, I, I can't think of the actor's name. It doesn't matter. I um, but I want to say it's Count Dooku. It's uh, whatever his name is. Christopher <laughs> Lee. Not. I know, but he's so Christopher Lee. He it really is Christopher Lee in, in spirit. Um, where he was like, yeah, I can lose this fucker. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't, I, I don't take a hit. And then um, when he's talking to B.D. Wong, he goes... You have the UN stuff. Um, and the, he's president like, needs, the president needs to feel more pressure. Now, did he mean the president of the United States? Yes, he meant the president of the United States. Oh, shit. I misread that as the president of... No, I think he meant the president of the United States. That's why That's why the whole UN thing, because the president could call on the UN for assistance in some way. I don't know what their goal... I don't, obviously, no one knows what their end goal is, so... Who fucking knows? That'd be weird. But then, they, you know, they, that means the Dark Army started working with Elliot's group on purpose to get to stabilize the entire U.S. government. Yep. That's fucking crazy. As you do. Like, let's find hackers and use them to rebuild the United States in the form we want. Well, it's the whole thing. Like, once, uh, uh, I can't remember what I was watching, but it was like, they said like, one spy in one place can destabilize a nation more than an army. Yeah. Good with the right like one um, person in the right place does the right thing, mm -hmm. does more than an invading army. Yeah. Um, can't remember what I was watching when the, that got set, but um, yeah, Mr. Robot's been it's been something. I'm looking forward to the next one. Although I'll be in Vegas for the next one. And there is a Mr. Robot panel or something at DEF CON, so of course I'm gonna go to that. Oh, it's gonna be DEF CON? Yeah. Motherfuck. Yep. I really wanted to go to that this year. Yeah. Next um, uh, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, next year, give me the heads up. Is that what's happening? It's, a, it's the, always the first week of August. Or the is last it always week the July. first week of August? It's like that that first, first that gray area. Because yeah. I really want to go. Okay, it's, it keeps getting more expensive every year. It's two hundred and fifty bucks for a ticket now to get in the Defcon. For what? Three days? Four, like three and a half. Yeah, but um, I can pay for three days if I next, stay at Marriott. Next year is number twenty-five, so. It's going to be a thing. Which means I will have gone to 24 of the 25. Because I missed the first one. So next year might be my last. I have to fucking go. Okay. We'll see. I mean, not that I wouldn't ever go again. It would just be like, eh, I can skip it. Okay. Yeah, now that you're like now the guy I'm, who wrote the books about everything. I'm fucking old. <laughs> In that scene, anyway, yeah. Um... So, you were talking about the 80s earlier. I watched a show, kind of binge-watched it, um, called Stranger Things. I've heard of it. It's really good. Um, it's it's sort of a horror series, horror thriller series, mm -hmm. um, set in 1984. Okay. 1983 or 84. Um, but the whole... Like, Everything about it is very 80s type. So, like, I mean, I've, there's obvious things like cars and clothing and whatnot. There's right. hairstyles and shit. But then, like, the logo of the series and the, the music of the series and, like, everything about mm. it is very 80s. 
Um, and there's all kinds of nods to. Like, I thought it was a contemporary series. And that was. It okay. is a contemporary. It's made. It's a modern. Like it came out. On no, I know, but I mean, I thought it was set in contemporary oh, no, 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 times. No, no. Set in 84. Oh wow. Um, and it's you know basically it's spoilers. Uh, there's interdimensional travel, not space travel, but like between dimensions, or I guess between realities. Would be no. Right with that. Um, there's a big bad monster, there's a psychic girl, there's, you know, three kids. So, a good way to explain it would be like, Nightmare on Elm Street meets... Four. E.T. E. meets Firestarter meets... What? Yeah. And there's nods to all these movies in it, too. Like, there's a really good nod to Nightmare, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, where, I don't know if you remember the original, where Freddy's, like, pushing out of the wall over the sleeping uh-huh. kid. There's that in there. Um, the psychic girls, a couple of scenes that are very reminiscent of, of Firestarter. With Drew Barrymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's three kids on their bikes, and they're racing away from the government guys trying to catch them. E.T. E.T. Um, and then, you know, there's there's the the typical, um, you know, one of the one of the main three kids has an older sister. Not a lot older, but old enough. And, you know, she is kind of in love with this kid <clears throat> who's not a bad kid, really. But he's not a good kid either. Like you, you kind of hate him, but not, not like fuck that kid. It's just you just don't like him. Like you want to see her end up with the other guy. Yeah. Um, like an eighties movie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, there's. Uh, they got a second season already. They approved for a second season. It's been breaking the internet. I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um. Fuck so yeah, you should, you should watch it. You'd like it. Um, and also, because of Net- speaking of Netflix, um, Daredevil Season 3 got got approved. Well, duh. Well, I know, but... They already released um, the trailer. So this year will be Luke Cage. Did Next you see that? With the, the trailer? Yeah. With the, like, subway yeah. sign? Yeah. <laughs> like you hear ninja blood. fighting and blood. And, it, and you're like, like, and that's it? And you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> Exactly. How are you going to top hallway fight? I don't know. Subway fight. That would be pretty cool. Because in Luke Cage, you saw hallway fight. Yep. Daredevil, hallway fight. Yep. Jessica Jones, yeah, she throws him through the window into a hallway fight. So. But uh, their plan right now is uh, Luke Cage in September of mm-hmm. this year. Oh, I don't know I, the dates. But yeah, yeah, September 30th. They've announced yeah. it. Uh, Iron Fist early next year. Defenders late next year, uh, I believe, followed by Jessica Jones season two, because what they've said is they're filming Jessica Jones season two back to back with Defenders. Okay, and, and then there, and then, then Daredevil season three. three and Punisher, and they're not they Punisher season one. They haven't said which will come first. They've just said Punisher is greenlit, Daredevil season three is greenlit. It'll happen. Oh, Punisher better be greenlit. And then based uh, on Daredevil season two, Punisher may or may not show up in Defenders. They haven't, they, like, they could, they didn't confirm it, but they didn't say no either. Okay. Um, I imagine it's how, how they could fit him in. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel is all about, like, can we make it organic? Can right. we make it make or, sense? Right. right. We're not going to shoehorn it in like some other, like our distinguished competition, I believe they call them. Um, yeah, Marvel's all about, like, can we make it work? Yeah, they are. So yeah, I'm interested to see who the bad guy is on Defenders. I'm kind of curious. 
Like they're a, setting up like it's going to be Kingpin, but... Well, what if it's Kingpin and... Uh, what, if, what if it's a series? What, what if it's like, you know... I think Kingpin might be the face of it, but I think it's going to be Madame Gao and the this, whole... This what I'm saying. Like, I think what, it's going to be like the Steel Dragon or whatever that... The, the Steel Serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of the Iron Fist shit. I could be... And the hand. And the hand. Be, or it could be something... It's totally like, going like, to be the hand. Why did I just say that? It could also be something more along the lines of like... Um, Sinister Six... Where it's like a, a, a kind of rogue conglomerate of rogue gallery, but it's actual a political corporate political. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Madame Gao, Kingpin, um, some bad Diamondback that some comes out of or whoever, not Diamondback. Uh, what's his name? Cottonmouth mm-hmm. that comes out of uh, uh, Luke Cage, mm-hmm. um, and the Steel Serpent who would be connected with uh, Madame Gao. And then I don't know what they because she's like one legged crane or whatever. Yeah. Weird. Well, She's Madame Crane or whatever it is. It won't be Purple Man. We know that. He's, he did. He waited. He, re- he real dead. <laughs> he we did. Which I'm really sad about, but, you know. Oh, it's, it's a such a great character. It's a combo. They can always bring him back. He could have made her see him. Or, he could have made her see him Get kill her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he could have. With mind control? There's a lot going on there. Not time travel level, but... There's a little bit of, like, what you see. Like, they talk about uh, in the Justice League cart- uh, cartoon, what is it? Uh, don't believe everything you hear and believe half of, th- uh, half of what you see. Yeah. Yeah. So with mind control, who knows? But David Tennant's Purple Man was glorious. Fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, like, I'd hate to see that character wasted for just one season. I know. Um, but if it is, it's like, okay, great, it was epic, they it was did done. It. it was epic. Um, I love that when, when we talked about it, I went, I think it was all three of us where I went, having watched all of Jessica Jones, like, do you think he has that redemptive moment, like, the way the Kingpin does, where you're like, I'm kind of rooting for him, like, he's doing things yeah. different, but he's still a bad guy, and I get it, but, like, you're like... Yeah, for a second, you're like, "Oh my God, he was experimented by on uh, experimented on by his parents," and then, "Oh wait, he kills everyone," and you're like, "Nope." Within the same episode, you're like, "I feel bad." Now nah, he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. Oh, speaking of Marvel stuff. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I have, a, I have a correction for you. That you kept saying, uh, well, that'd be DC, but you kept saying Chris Pratt instead of. Chris Pine two episodes ago. Did I? Uh-huh. Oh, well. But no, that's not it. Um, <laughs> Correction's done. We were talking about Ghost Rider showing up. In uh, Gabriel Luna, yes. I believe I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is correct. But he will not be appearing in um, the Netflix series. He's going to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Chua? Yep. And, he, and it's Robbie Reyes is the one that they're going to use, the Ghost Riders are using. Who the bloody hell's Robbie Reyes? He's the one who had, uh, let me think, he had a paraplegic or autistic brother that he was trying to help raise, and that's where the, that's, he tried using the Ghost Rider Vengeance to help that somehow, and he's, I can't remember if he's the one, I think he's probably the one that's current right now, too. Because there was the girl briefly, but then she ran off to wherever. Uh, they didn't, she didn't do very well, basically. Um, you talked about the girl, uh, last, uh, last two week. weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it was last week. Um, 
Yeah, she, she, she was female for a minute, and then they brought him. I think it went back to Robbie Reyes. Um, okay. And that's who they're bringing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because of the family relationship, and they want to keep it family. And That actually explains all of the uh, teaser images from um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Flaming Chains, which yep. I thought was, oh, I see what you're saying. The family connection with the guy with the flaming chains. Mm-hmm. Right, so, because originally they were saying, no, it's not Ghost Rider. And then someone figured out that there was a possible inhuman, I guess, that has some sort of fiery chain. Um, within an S- at San Diego Comic-Con, they are like, yep, Ghost Rider's coming to Nations of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, next season, so. They haven't said when or what episode or anything, but, yeah. Well, the thing is that fiery chain is not, if there's a, uh, Inhuman that has that ability, that's that doesn't directly imply Ghost Rider because Ghost Rider is like demonic possession with right Zarathoth or whatever his fucking name is. And it will be, it will be, um, it will be a mystic Ghost Rider. It's not gonna okay. be some kind of weird Inhuman. He won't <clears throat> pee napalm. No, but I think Oof. I think that'll be Agents of Shields. Um, Way into magic. In infection. From Doctor Strange. They're way into magic. Yeah. They're going to use Doctor Strange as, as that that connection to... Because we haven't seen magic in the Marvel Universe yet. Nope. Nope. We've seen the subatomic levels, and we've seen growth levels. And well, and you could say Thor, but it's like, they say, like, magic is just science you haven't discovered right. yet. So, thus, science, and they consider them aliens, which... Right. I don't want to get off my whole... As Guardians and Marvel, of Marvel officially killed their Inhumans movie now. I've read that. It's completely off the time list. Uh, and you're going to see the, uh, you're going to see some of the, I think we talked about this. We didn't talk about it, but you will see some of the classic uh, I said it on, I said it on the episode that's going to oh, okay. be after this. Um, you are going to see um, weird time travel bullshit. They have bullshit. the ability to do classic Inhumans. Uh, that you're going to see some of the uh, Inhuman royal family. Right. Now... Medusa? Eh, probably. Black Bolt? Probably not. Lockjaw? I would love to see Lockjaw. I I think you I need an actual... I think I you would, actually need a movie budget I to... I want to see an inhuman dog on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it'd be fucking great. So basically, he's an alien wiener dog with teleportation powers. <laughs> Effectively. As long as they don't make him like a chihuahua. Well, no, because he's like, he's like a... He's a giant... Fat dog. Beast of a dog. Yeah. Um, He's like a big fat corrugate. And then there's the Legion yeah, show that comes out on FX. Uh, yes, let's totally get into that. I watched the trailer for Legion. Um, I had my issues initially, and then I, when I saw it was FX, I went, okay, fuck it, I'm in. Yeah. Um, if it had been like ABC, I'd have been like... Um, or even I, Fox. Or even Fox. Or it's CW. A- I'd have been like... You, you can't do it justice. But FX, I'm in. So, in case you're wondering what Legion is. Legion's the son of Professor X. Uh, Professor X and Gabriel Heller. Because um, why wouldn't I know that? Um, and his name is David in the comic. Yeah, David Xavier. Um, Didn't they call him Proteus at one point? No. That's uh, that's, that's Myra Tigert's uh, kid. Oh, okay. 
um, with the reality warping abilities. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Myra McTaggart's okay. I wasn't sure if, if they had taken Legion like mutated him into something else. No, 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 no. Uh, Legion is uh, Professor X's kid. Right. Um, in the comics, and he has multiple personality syndrome, or is it, is it syndrome? He's schizophrenic. Um, and every <laughs> ability or every personality, personality has a different power. Yep. Now. When he finally like, coalesces at one point, he has the ability to draw on each power, each power, wants. and warp reality like Proteus. Right there, we go. And at one point, goes back in time to kill Magneto, and next only kills Professor X's own father and kickstarts the Age of Apocalypse, one of the greatest spinoffs of comics in the '90s ever. Um, Fuck the movie. Yeah. 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 It wasn't very good. Like, Psylocke just, like, didn't do anything and then just fucked off. It was entertaining. I'll give it that. Um, I don't think if certain uh, characters are doing that one. Like, no. what does Jubilee do? Steal a car and go to the mall. Fucking nothing. And then comes back. Right. I was so excited to see her power, like, on the screen. Do you know what you never see on the screen? Her fucking power! That Isn't clip. Isn't that how they introduced her? In the comics was... She was in a mall. She was a mall rat. She was a mall rat, unlike Rollerblades. Wolverine founder. Uh, or no, Gambit founder. I think it, they were all like shopping. Yeah. And then Sentinels attack, and yeah. I think she helps. I think it literally is like what happened in the cartoons. I, it, okay. from what I'm imagine, um, or remember, I don't remember Jubilee's first appearance. I remember her growing as a great character in Generation, uh, Generation X, Generation Next. X. It was Generation uh, X. Uh, was a great comic. I loved it. Yep. Um, they took all of the um, like racial stereotypes and flipped them on their heads. Mm -hmm. um, fantastic. But um, and also gave us uh, penance and and, and plat. Uh, Google it. But anyway, anyway, anyway Legion. We went so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the last time we recorded, yeah, <laughs> fell apart. Oh like my god, we went twenty minutes early. Yeah. Oh. So anyway. Uh, Legion uh, is Professor X's kid who has multiple personality syndrome and every, whatever, he is one of the most powerful mutants um, yep. on the planet. Behind, now, behind Franklin and Richards, which won't be an issue because that's owned by, that's uh, part Fox. of the Fantastic Four and that won't probably happen. Uh, we'll get kicked back to Marvel probably in the next. They're not going to mess with it anymore. Dude, after the last one? Yeah. Fuck. If Fox was smart, they go, Okay, we got X Men. Yeah, we'll give you Fantastic Four. We'll, g and the new Fantastic Four isn't going to happen for at least what two, three years. Oh, if not longer, if not longer than that. Mm -hmm. Um, the Legion. I remember Legion being in the early '90s comics. I think it was early '90s. Yeah. With the big shock of hair. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it looks like a Super Saiyan sometimes. Because his hair was straight up. Yep. He was super tall and skinny. Yep. Just saying. Super Saiyan. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll get rid of the hair. That's fine. Yeah. He doesn't need to have, like, the, the the kid in play fucking haircut. No. Um, yeah, Brandon, look at me when I reference kid in play in Legion. Um, but, uh... <laughs> um... I like the idea of like a schizophrenic like that he doesn't realize how powerful he is. Yeah. And they're like, 
is he insane or is he not insane or not insane enough? Um, every time you, like, I think at one point, like, in the trailer, he, like, goes into, like, a weird Bollywood vision, and they go, is that important? He goes, no. <laughs> but, like, to one of his personalities, it probably is. That's how he yeah. saw... My thing is, like, how many characters are in the show that are him? You know what I mean? Right. Because you've only seen him. You've seen a few other characters, like the Doctor and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. And a few of the patients, how many of the patients are him? Uh, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, starting to take, like, <laughs> take Mr. Robot's fucked up mentality and throw it into the world of mutants. The most powerful mutant, like, yeah. And then fragment it. Like, five times. Uh, should be interesting. I don't know, it's FX, so we'll see how long it goes for. Like, Archer's pretty much the only show. Archer and the Americans seems to be the only two shows that... No, they really... have Sons of Anarchy. That's true. I don't know, there's not a lot they of shows on FX that, like... League was, like, seven that seasons. that start on FX? Uh-huh. Okay. That was, like, seven seasons. I never paid attention to that show. I liked it. Yeah, I know, I know you guys did. I never, I just never watched it. I never had a chance to. I mean, I could always go back and watch old episodes, I guess. It just happened. But, uh, yeah, so the... Ooh. Going to the pool? No. I'm going to go get some hair stuff. I okay. think your other one's over here. <laughs> I like your leggings. I loved them in... Thank you. Moonlight City. Moonlight. Oh, that yeah. cartoon. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. So um, there'll be milk and smoothies later. Yes. I'm sorry, I heard there was going to be punch and pie. Punch and pie. <laughs> uh, so Legion, I'm extremely excited about. Um, and being that one time it's a different take on mutants. Yeah. Um... X-Men pretty much, I wouldn't say flatlined, but I would say kind of plateaued with like, okay, X-Men movies, you know what to expect. Yeah. Give or take. And then Deadpool shows up. And then Deadpool Game Changer, Game Changer, uh, which we'll talk about our rated comic book movies eventually. Um, But Deadpool was a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I think Legion's not a game changer, but I think it's a different facet where they can go. We'll see what happens. We'll see what I really... We There's can play with it in, 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 in an adult way. You know what I mean? They could, they could do something. Or a more like, mature way. They could do They could end up doing something very cool, like uh, more dollhouse-ish. Yes. Yes. Which, I like dollhouse. I know Deb didn't doll, see it. I and I, I, I thought it was great. There are aspects of it where I was kind of like, there are parts in the second season where I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, and then all of a sudden the third season just goes, okay, this is our last one. We have to blow it out. There's only two seasons. Well, then it's the second half of the second season. Um, no, it's the middle half of the second season. Once I get to putting them in the dollhouse, right? And it's and like her and bam, in the future. Well, that's every finale, is epitaph part one and part two. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like slow build on the second season. It's like slow build, slow build, slow build. We're gonna put you in the dollhouse, like in the or the what was right. it called, the attic. The attic. And then once they get into the attic, and it's like, oh, we can access all this shit. And then Alpha's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Then it like totally takes off. Yeah. Like once again, sorry, Fox killed a great show. It yeah, kind of gone. Did. 
so many places after yeah, that second season. I love Dollhouse. Um, but one thing with Whedon, it takes like two, three seasons to get well, legs on it. And Fox doesn't wait that long for anything. You'd, well, it would now. Like, if Whedon came to them and said, I have the next great show. I don't know if Whedon will ever go back to Fox. They, it won't. He won't. Although well, he did, you know, he did say he would come back to Marvel for a Black Black Widow movie. Mm. I would watch the shit out of that. I would too. Um, what else you got? Uh, let's see. We finished Legion. Uh, I've got some notes on Preacher. Yeah, we'll Does just go. stick with combo characters. Yeah. Um, Preacher's got one episode left, and. Here's what happened last episode, effectively. Um, Emily, the girl who's in love with Jesse, who he will never be in love with because it's not right. a tulip. Um, I said last week, or two weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, that uh, the unsettling feeding of the dog to Cassidy. Oh, yeah. And at one point, like, Emily's like, I have to go, like, take care of my kids, go to the church thing, and then... Delegates feeding Cassidy to, um, oh no, I'm sorry, then uh, uh, Tulip uh, delegates feeding Cassidy to, to Emily. Her, right. <clears throat> so Emily feeds her, uh, her boyfriend, the mayor. Oh, that's right. At which point they now have to dispose of another body. Which works out in the end, which we'll get to. Yeah. But like, he's like, what's down the stairs? Ah! And I'm like, you just killed the mayor. Well, like, yeah. you just fed Cassidy the mayor. Um, the shot of Cassidy feeding... <laughs> very nice Puppy the Vampire Slayer reference there. What's that? Killing the mayor. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I know, I was just... From season three. Yep. Um, uh, no, but like, the you've read it. Um, the shot of Cassie, like, surviving off of, like, small creatures mm -hmm. and, and larger dogs yeah. is very much like um, when he's living off rats in the, uh, what is that, like, 40 or 50s when the girl goes back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, like, emaciated, mm -hmm. burned, and he's like, how are you? Um, once again, uh, uh, Joseph Gilgun doing a killer job. Um, no pun intended. Killer job. At Cassidy. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, the saint gets his mission. Yep. They've gone back to hell, the angels, mm -hmm. uh, Fiora and DeBlanc, which they imply that they're gay together? Yeah. They're angels. They, they're they're asexual. I would imagine, yeah. Sexuality is fluid. Um, but they do say, like... Sexuality is sometimes fluid. But they do say, like, we won't be together. Like, if they catch us, like, they'll separate us. And I'm like, interesting. Uh, I think what you're saying. Um, I never thought of the characters as gay. Especially because no. you see the one guy banging a uh, prostitute at oh, one that's point. that's right. The vinegar strokes. Yeah. Um, as she's, like, reading the book by Greg Rucka. Because I'm a fucking nerd and I know what the hooker's reading in the comic. Um, she's reading a Greg Rucka novel. A novel. Anyway. Um, but uh, they've gone to hell when you realize that the uh, the whole, like, 
shooting of the horse, sent going back to mm-hmm. um, see his family packed to death, effectively, yeah. after they've died, and then going back to Ratwater and effectively killing everyone in a very artistic way, I might add. Um, which having the like Japanese guy like singing the weird lullaby, uh-huh. and then killing him last, and then that day just rewinds over and over. over, and over. Like he's living the worst Groundhog's Day ever. Well, that would be hell. That would be hell, and they come down to the saint and say, or what could be, he's will, a will saint. Be, will be the I mean, saint. they haven't gotten into like the fact that like. His cult, uh, his guns are like forged from the Angel of Death's sword, yeah. and he shot the devil, and there ain't no worth uh, in heaven than him. Go look. <laughs> As was the line in the comic. Um, but effectively, like, the saint, um, they've set the saint on Jesse. Yep. Because they realize that Genesis and Custer have bonded. Mm-hmm. Um... That's a huge fucking deal. Um, if you've read the comic, that's a huge deal. Um, Jesse has stolen the God Phone, I guess I'll call it. The God Phone. I haven't watched, the, I haven't caught up yet, so. I mean, well, you know, there's a, the, the phone that works, like, straight yeah, to heaven yeah, yeah, and back. Yeah. Which apparently can only be dialed by angel hands. <laughs> okay. So when they're burying the mayor's body, they find... They bury him in the same place that Cassidy buried the uh, the angels that he ran over with the van. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, angel hands, how many do you need? One, two, four? So now they have angel hands to dial effectively Kyle, yeah, to dial God the, the, uh, the angel phone. My question is, is this going to be the moment in the comic where uh, Jesse... Um, summons the angels and says, cut the shit. And then they yeah. admit there's no God in heaven that relieves, that relieves that a saint. would be a good way to... And sets, and sets Jesse on his path. Right. To hold God accountable. This is what I'm imagining is gonna happen. One episode left on effectively season. a prequel season. Yeah. Um, the next season will probably be closer to the comic. I hope so. Um... I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of glad it hasn't been because to be perfectly honest, I really don't want to see Jackie Early Haley or Jackie Earl Haley. Oh yeah. Uh, fuck a weird giant meat woman. It's coming. Nibble the roots, work the shaft. Ooh. Nibble the roots is a horrible thing. <laughs> like work the shaft, one thing. Nibble the roots, horrible. He says it in the comic. Yeah, he does. Nibble the roots. I don't even know what that means. And I don't want to know what that I means. I don't want to know. When he's fucking a giant meat woman. <laughs> um, which weirdly happens in my, my favorite like storyline ever with Salvation, which has a whole bunch of stuff I don't want to talk about because... Spoilers. Yeah. Of massive spoilers. Yeah. So, um, I'm interested to see where the next episode of Preacher goes. Uh, the season finale. Yeah, and as soon as that happens, I play catch up. Watch all of them. And they need to watch Talking Preacher, or Preaching Preacher, no, I don't. or... I don't need to watch that at all. I will. I don't need to see him anymore. I'm over it. How many after shows is he going to have? He's got one for... He's got one for both the Walking Dead shows. 
He's got Preacher, and I think he's got another one. Does uh, he? I don't know. And maybe it's not Into the Black, which is the Orphan Black one. Right? No, it's not that one. Um, shit. I thought he had a fourth one. Maybe I'm wrong. Does he have like twelve thirty, which is the After Midnight <laughs> Dog Show? Oh God! You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. He's probably well. Oh no, but they turned At Midnight into a fucking podcast, so he effectively does have that. Yeah. They don't do After Midnight at all anymore on TV? Do they? they? I don't know. I'm asking. Do they still do it on TV? Oh, yes. Okay. But the After Midnight podcast is like the uncensored, the stuff that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Meh. Meh. I don't know. I haven't watched At Midnight in months. There's not enough podcasts with him. He's... he's, Yeah. Oversaturated. Yep. I'm over it. And he's on like Xfinity commercials. It's like... I know. I saw that. I'm like, really... Really? Like, I, I'm glad you use our product, but you don't have to fucking be on the commercials. Sure you do. Take the fat paycheck. I mean, you know, if you're going to sell out, don't do it half. Sell out? He's engaged to an heiress. Why not? But they, may even, they may even be married by now. They probably are by now. To the Hearst fortune. I guarantee you there's prenups. Mmm... The Hearst family would not let him marry her without prenups being in place. Uh, yeah, but on whose side of it? Because she's like a fashion blogger. Yeah, but she's just she's just fucking wealthy. It could be. He's not getting any of that money. You don't need it. No. I don't know. Whatever. I'm over him. He was funny for a while, and then he just I don't know. He just got too. Big. Busy. No, he did it to himself. It's not that he got Well, the big. fact that like, the Nerdist has, like, like the hard watch or whatever it's called, like, oh, where yeah. to see Chris now, and I'm like, yeah. do we really, like, I... I don't care. I, I don't... Yeah, give a shit. Like, I'm sorry. Go back to your roots, Chris. Like, I... You were an indie hero, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you started a podcast with one episode on Super Bowl Sunday with Thomas Lennon... In his house. Yeah. Like, and it took off. And it did. And it took off to the point where I set my metrics for this network based on that. Because I thought, that's what you do. And you know what? It's not. <laughs> no. A, it's not. And B, like, you are lucky. I know he's grateful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I'm sure he don't, is. He's, he's not entitled. You know him. No, I, I agree. I don't think but I mean, he's so overexposed that like, I'm like you're running a really dangerous road right now, buddy. Yeah. Well, and he's not. How can he focus on any of it? Like, I I know how how I feel right now at work, where I'm doing my job, one other person's job because we had to we had to demote somebody, and then um, for a while up until this week, I was basically doing my peer's job as well. And I finally told him, I was like, something has to change because I'm being pulled in too many fucking directions. I can't spend enough time on any of them to where I'm doing any of them justice. So instead of doing a good job on anything, I feel like I'm just fucking all of it up. Yeah, and the thing is, he has... That's being stretched too thin. I mean, I'm not even in the public spotlight, so... Well, the thing is, like, he is the face of Nerdist Podcast. Yeah. 
Like, whenever there's a new episode of Nerdist, which is, like, what, Rare two? now. No. Once like, every two weeks or something. Nerdist? No. Yeah, I'm still subscribed to it. Not host. I'm not talking about hostfuls. Yeah, no, hostfuls almost never happen. Well, it's because Jonah Ray's too busy being famous. Is Jonah uh, Ray famous now? Nah, he's got a, a show on CISO. Oh, okay. Good for him. But, um... Like, you never see... Like, it's... It's always the guest talks to Chris. The yeah. guest talks to Chris and Matt. When Matt's there. Exactly. Like, Chris keeps it going. Chris yeah. Hardwick. But it's like... How long until you can't? Well, I don't know. There's so many of those guests now that I just don't give a shit about. Well, how many of them are backlogged is the thing. Yeah. I mean, he does. He's got to record those like months. At this point, he's got to be months ahead of time. Some of them. Yeah. Some, some of them times instead of, but it's like, how do you like? There, well, at some point, you're gonna run out. Well, and again, there's so many of them now that I I look at the description, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this person. Like, uh, was, yeah, I've been cherry picking. Uh, you know, nerd it was is one thing weeks. when it was mostly comedians and nerd centric actors. Yeah. And now it's just, it's the fucking, it's a fucking late show where yeah. it's like, oh, hey, you have a movie? Mm-hmm. Here's your thing. Show your clip. Done in an hour. It's yeah. like, I, that's, it's not, that's not fun like. anymore. That's not what I liked about it. It's, but, it's not. You know. Um, you got to marry a Hearst. <laughs> I wouldn't mind marrying a Hearst. What? Oh, I thought you were looking at a picture of her. No. So, um, moving on from Preacher, because I'm guessing we're done with that since we kind of went way off topic on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Powers? Oh, I don't I haven't seen Powers. Uh, real quick notes. Uh, gee, what a shock. Um, it ended the same way that Book 7 did. Um, super, uh, super shock went insane, and now Powers are illegal. Um, also, I'm interested to see where it goes, which happened after Book 7. Um, that Dina Pilgrim is uh, infected with the quote-unquote powers virus. Okay. Uh, she's a powers. Right. Um, on powers division. So okay. it's like having a drug problem being part of the DEA, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, we're like in too deep. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like she has powers. She's, Accidentally killed someone. Um, yeah, exactly. Because how else are you going to use your new powers? Accidentally killing your fucking neighbor or whatever it was. Um, not a shock. Uh, that super shock was insane. If you didn't read the comics, I I don't know. Um, powers is effectively kind of a Game of Thrones where I'm like, how did you not see that coming? Did you not read the books? Purple wedding assholes. Um, the end. Um, I'm looking forward to season three, if it gets to season three. I think based on the budget they gave it on season two, yeah. they'll give it a season three. <clears throat> they might cut the budget, but yeah. I think you'll get it. Okay. Um, that's one that's only showing up on play, PlayStation Network, right? Uh, it's only you can legitimately, legally, yeah. legitimately watch it. Legitimately watch it, yeah. 
Um, lastly, uh, oh, fuck, what was that? Goddamn red shirt I thought of. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I watched Central Intelligence with The Rock and yeah. Kevin Hart. That looks like it'd be really funny. It's actually really funny. We talked about this off-air where I said, I think it'd be funnier if it was R-rated. Yeah. Um, it was PG-13, so a lot of the word shit and none of the word fuck. Um, PG-13, you can say fuck once. That's uh, the rules. They did not. They no. said shit like... 19 times. Maybe that was their exchange. Like, yeah, we'll say fuck, was, we're going to say shit a whole bunch of times. <laughs> that was a, that was a trade-off. Um, I actually thought it was really funny. Um, okay. CGI fat rock was kind of lame. Uh, I think his, his character's name was, I swear to God, Robbie Weird Dick. <laughs> How was it weird? Did it hang a little left or something? Curve. Nope, that was his actual last name. Had a curve in it. It was like W-E-I-R-D-I-C-H-T. Like, Weird Dick. Okay. Like, his actual name was Weird Dick. <laughs> um, and, of course, they throw him out into the, you know, gymnasium, and Kevin Hart gives him a jacket, and a lifelong friendship is of course. born. Um... And then, you know, years later he becomes a CIA spy. Badass CIA assassin. Yeah. Um, it was funny in that The Rock is still the same character he was in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, he wore the hammer pants. He wore the uh, uh, Tommy Bahama shorts. He wore the fanny pack, which was a nice nod to the whole yeah. internet rock fanny pack thing. Um, he still wore, like, an Arrested Development shirt. Um, the band, not the show. Um, and then he would slip in and out of, like, super spy and super awkward nerd. Okay. Like, there's literally a point where he faces his bully, played by, uh, later on in life, played yeah. by, uh, Jason Bateman. Um. Really? Yeah. And, like, Kevin Hart's like, kick the fuck out of him like come on like throw a bunch of him and the rock's like I can't do what he looks in a it's his kryptonite well he looks like into a, like a mirrored uh, window and sees like fat self okay. he's like I'm so fat Robbie weird dick like I'm not gonna walk away and you're like no you don't like you've worked out every day for six hours every day yeah <laughs> you're a fucking badass You've been trying to kill with your thumbs. Um, so it was really fun to see um, The Rock play that kind of weird dichotomy. Um, I would compare it to the other guys where it's really weird to see um, uh, Will Ferrell play the straight man, so to speak. Okay. Um, with The Rock, like, playing this totally, like, hey, everything's tubular and cowabunga and, like, <laughs> like surfer, like... You know, everything's, like, totally rad. Um, but then kills people with his thumbs. Um, as you do. As you do. Um, actually, I thought it was a great um, juxtaposition with him and... Uh, oh, was it Aaron, is it Aaron Paul that played uh, Pinkman in uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Yeah. Not to go back to... 
Bojack Horseman, because he plays Todd. Makes a giant Todd head. Yeah, let that sink in. Um, but like he plays like opposite, like uh, he plays uh, his partner who's just sick of hearing about like all the 80s, 90s bullshit. Okay. Um, I actually really liked it. I actually really liked Central Intelligence. I thought it was funny. Okay. Cool. Um, I'll, I'll check it out. Way better than Right Along. I didn't That's see Right Along too. Yeah, no. Um, Central Intelligence was was funny. Okay. I mean, I think you can like pinpoint the beats. It's one of those. It's a little pin by numbers, but. So so you brought up um, Will Ferrell a minute ago. Um, one of the movies I watched this week was. Um, Step Brothers? Really? Yeah. I did not get Step Brothers. It was entertaining-ish. Exactly. Like, it was funny. Kinda. Like, I don't get Step Brothers. At the same time, I'm like, both these guys are, like, the beginning of the movie, I'm watching these two 40-year-old guys mm-hmm. living with their parents acting like 12-year-olds. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And then about halfway through the movie, I'm like, all right. Like, once they started bonding, I guess, is the best way to put it, like, I started kind of getting into it. It was still a goofy stoner movie. No, I wouldn't say stoner. I would just say goofy. Goofy. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but I, it was entertaining enough that I'm... I, and plus, the guy they had on there as the older brother um, from Parks and Rec, who played... And Parks and Rec, he was the love interest for the last couple of seasons of The Blonde Lady. Parks and Rec. For, for The Blonde Lady? The, the director of, Park, of, the, of the Park and Rec group. Uh, uh, Adam Scott? Yeah, Adam Scott. Him. He plays the older brother. The one that, like, does, like, the mountains of magic yeah, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, 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 the hat game and whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, we're like, yeah, that dumb tabletop game. game. Yeah. Um, he plays the older brother. <laughs> you know, we played D&D, right? He plays the older brother in Step Brothers. Does he? Yes, he plays one of the guys' older brother. And he's just, like, this complete douchebag, like, makes a million dollars, real estate like, he just does shit to make money. I can see Money's it. the only thing. And so it was kind of fun, like, watching him get the shit kicked out of him briefly, because I don't really like the guy. Like, something about the guy bugs me. I don't know what it is, but I didn't really care for him in Parks and Rec. He was entertaining, but I didn't like I him. I loved him in Party I Down. Didn't, I didn't like him in Parks and Rec. Um, if you've never seen Party Down, check it out. Party Down? Party Down. Which one is that? Uh, it's the show that um, Rob Thomas, not from Matchbox 20, um, Rob Thomas from um, Scanning, Scanning, Veronica Mars, Okay. Uh, did in between um, Veronica Mars and okay. iZombie. Okay. Um, and it's like, I think two, I think it's like two seasons. And it's called Party Down? Party Down, it's all about like, I'll check it out. Living in the catering world. It's like waiting. Oh, I've seen it. It pops up on like Hulu and shit. Yeah, I, it's. Or no, it's I like, it back. You know where it's at? It's on Stars. Yes. They have the series on Stars. Um, That's okay. where it was. I'll watch it. I'll check it out. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. Because the minute you like love like Jane Lynch's character and she like jumps ship to go do Glee. Yeah. And then Megan Milani comes on and you're like, I don't feel really okay. I'm in. <laughs> like at first you're like. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, yes, like, watch Party Down. Okay. It's basically Waiting, uh, the movie Waiting, yeah. but about, like, catering okay. for two seasons. Martin Starr, 
fucking phenomenal. I mean, if you love him in um, Silicon Valley, you'll love him in um, in Party Down. Okay. He plays a uh, uh, what is that? The hard science, um, like hard science science fiction writer. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Party Down. You'll love. Something that I know you haven't watched yet, but you already gave permission to talk about it. Yep. Um, let's talk about the Killing Joke. Okay. Because I really wanted to go see it in the theater, um, but unfortunately, um, I could not have my schedule work. Well, my schedule worked. It, unfortunately, Emily wasn't feeling really well, so I was like, "Fuck it, we'll just stay home and I'll buy it." Because you could buy it the same day. Yeah, like, it was. It wasn't like exclusive. Whatever. Wasn't exclusive to the theaters, but I, I was like, "It should be really cool to watch in theaters." So we started watching it. Emily didn't know about the comic story at all, but um, so I got it. Start watching it. The first half of it isn't. Um, it's it's in basically a new part of the story. There's no. Um, as far as I know, there's no part of this that's ever been in the comics because it's basically about Batgirl and how she became. Batgirl to get closer to Batman and so the first half of it is basically a story about Batgirl um, she became the way the story portrays it is she became Batgirl because she wanted to help fight crime but then she sort of falls in love with Batman in this yeah which actually way. gets weirdly played out in Batman Beyond right well, I remember and it's not like the first time that, they, that they've been romantically Linked. Involved, yeah. Um, but this one goes as far as like they're arguing on the rooftop of some building about her being taken off of a case they're working on because there's a psychopath that's all into her and like doing shit to get her attention, and they end up fucking. Like she throws, she shoves him, and then she tackles him on the ground, and then she's Batman or the psychopath. Batman. Okay. And then she starts kissing him, and sits up and takes her top off, and then they pan away up the building and then Batman starts stops talking to her <laughs> like like he would <laughs> so um then they finally catch the psychopath she quits being Batgirl uh and Firefly I think was her first real case yeah it was Firefly okay um she quits being Batgirl and then it kicks into the regular story that we all know and love um yeah, love is not the right word. I love that story. I actually did not like... Well, I loved Killing Joke until the very end. I so liked it. I get, always, we'll get to the very well, end. To me, the very... Okay, so... I mean, you know, everybody knows this... Well, hopefully anybody that watches listens to this knows the story, but if you don't, go buy the comic or buy the movie. And, and the comic's been after, out for like 30 years. <laughs> after Batgirl quits in the movie, that's when the comic starts. Um... But at the end of the movie, so the, the, the part you don't like is Batman laughing at the joke, right? Okay, so let's get to the middle of it. So, <clears throat> Joker shoots... Um, I don't walk through all that. Everybody knows, I mean, again... Well, actually, I, do want, I really do want to get to part of that where... Is it implied that she was raped? Yes. <clears throat> oh, they actually do get... They um, don't show her getting raped, but they show pictures... Because, you know, Joker takes pictures like he does in the comic... And then uses of her naked, of her naked, of her naked. Um, the thing is, does it imply that she was raped, or is it just that 
I get the impression. It's just <laughs> naked pictures. It's naked pictures, but I, if, in the comic, it was not meant to imply rape. Right, but but at the same time, it would imply rape. Like, why else would Joker be showing you naked pictures of your daughter if he didn't do something to right. her? Okay. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, the comic writers might not have meant to imply rape, but the action taken by the Joker would imply that even if he there didn't do it... There was a sexual assault. Even if he didn't do it... He would Correct. be trying to portray that image Correct. to uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon since he's trying to break him and make him... Well, and to say, like, it, all it takes is one day. Um, one bad day. One bad day, which this is the Joker's greatest... One of the greatest lines from the Joker. If it's... Uh, what is it? If it's um, multiple choice... <laughs> I Go. If it's multiple choice... I was going to give you shit because you said it was one of the greatest lines and you can't remember it. I can't remember it. Uh, if I want to choose an origin, it's going to be a multiple choice. Yes. Fuck it. See, I remembered it. <laughs> um, All I had to do is poke at you about it and suddenly you remember it. Um, but it's considered one of the most definitive Joker stories. It is. because It's, it's actually considered the definitive Joker origin, origin, actually. Yeah, because it, it's, I think if I remember correctly, it was the first Joker origin story in the comics. No. No? No. Okay. Um, then we get into like... Um, we're getting into semantics now? Are you going to yeah, argue semantics with me now? Oh, don't start. <laughs> don't start with that goddamn line. But I mean, we get into um, uh, the uh, post-Infinite Crisis, crisis yeah. storylines. Um, and this was post-Crisis. Yes. Um, so you really didn't have a origin of the Joker yet. Right. Um, outside of the Red Hood um, mm-hmm. dropped into a vat of acid at well, that's Acme they, Chemicals or whatever well, that's it was. What they show in Killing Joke. Okay. They show that in the Killing Joke. They they show that he he can't make enough money as a comedian. Yes, that's the big part of it. Yeah. Is that he becomes. Yeah. <clears throat> A can't pansy, become, effectively. Yeah, that's what they hire him to be. I mean, they basically put a red, the red hood on him, and then he, the the robbery goes wrong. He gets knocked into a vat of chemicals and becomes the Joker. Did they actually have the like hands of the hair? Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they show. It's iconic. Okay. I mean, there are there are scenes they show Joker with the gun and the camera and the Hawaiian shirt. You know, everything everything that you remember red from that comic is is in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, my issue with Killing Joke, um, is that at the very end, the Joker tells Batman a joke. Right. Which, I don't have an issue with, but the fact that Batman laughs. So here's why I didn't... Yes, I get it's supposed to show that they're both effectively insane. Right. Um, and, and Batman is effectively insane. You see that with... The Alan Moore work, you see that with, uh, especially with the Frank Miller work, like that he's effectively a psychopath. Um, There's that line in, um, what is it, is it Dark Knight? It's in the Dark Knight, not Dark Knight Rises, but Dark Knight, where uh, the guy's trying to like, um, uh, uh, what's the word, Um, blackmail. Okay. Bruce Wayne with the whole. Oh yeah. And he goes, goes. You're really gonna blackmail a man who dresses up like the man a, you a think. guy and like psychopathically fucking beats the shit out of criminals. Yep. 
Like, he doesn't outright say it, but, like, he's like, well, he does outright say it, but he doesn't say beat the shit out of him. No. But it's like, these are the issues this guy has, and you're just going to blackmail him? Like, good work. Okay. Like, you're going to blackmail the guy you think does this. Have fun. Yeah. Good luck. And the next time you're going to be mugged, you're not going to get fucking saved. Right. Yeah. Effectively. Like, yeah, he's a pseudo-sexual, like, psychopathic asshole. Yeah, but... Batman is. I mean, he is. But the reason that I like him laughing at the joke is because it's supposed to show them basically being the same person. They both have... They both Not even keel, but that they're both... No, I'm actually kind of thinking, like, on an even keel, but but they both have... To go back to the point of the story, like, anything can happen... Like, any good person can go bad because of a bad day. To me, the, the point isn't that they would go bad... People will take different paths. So, like, Batman and Joker are two sides of the same coin where Absolutely. they both had a bad day, a really bad day. One responded one way, one went the opposite. Yes. But but it's still, you know, they're still fucking nuts because of it. Like, that doesn't go away. Okay, A, it's that Batman laughs. Like, I, I can't... He has to laugh eventually. I can't get my head around Batman laughing. Well, I... B, it shows the Joker can actually tell a joke. That's true. And B, it was a really bad joke. Yeah. Like, Batman laughs? Okay, you, you fine. Laughed. Okay, you, Batman laughs. You, Great, you, fine. You laughed at bad jokes. Fuck, you just laughed at the joke I told you about where anal sex is like your first car. You don't really want it, but Dad gave it to you anyway. You laughed. That's a better joke than what the Joker told Batman. <laughs> With the flashlight, the, like, jumping. Like, yeah. uh, it's a terrible joke. It's... Yes, absolutely. If you didn't catch that on air, Brandon said, if the joke is better, you'd be better about it. And I'm like, yes, but absolutely. But if he's a psychopath, he has a bad sense of humor anyway. Maybe Batman's laughing because it's terrible. And he finds it funny that the villain called the Joker isn't funny. I like that, too. But, like, have you watched the, uh, the what is it, uh, Return of the Joker when... Um, uh, Batman Beyond, uh, Terry McGinnis is like laughing at Joker, like actually laughing Batman. at Joker. And says, no, but he says like, isn't this what you always wanted? Batman laughing? And the Joker's like, not like this. Not like this. And it's like... Different I, Batman. Wasn't it a different Joker too, technically? No. No? No, it was the same Joker. Mark Hamill. It actually was, <laughs> it actually was the same Joker. And like it, it was I a, have to give Mark Hamill props on the Joker voice because it's Mark Hamill, and hearing Batman's voice be Batman's voice. Uh, uh Kevin like, Conroy. Yeah, I mean, it was having having the the '90s voice cast come back. I mean, and uh, Mark Hamill, like for years uh, on this project, said like, "I would come back, but only for this." Killing joke, yeah. Um, especially after our, uh, Arkham, uh, not Asylum, uh, Arkham Island, I believe was the last time he voiced the Joker. On the video game? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, which, spoiler alert, they kill the Joker. Um, so he said, like, he's like, this is the last time I'm gonna come back as the Joker. Um. Arkham City? It, Ar- yeah, it was Arkham, Arkham City. City. Thank you. What did I say? Arkham Island. Like, it didn't sound right, but whatever. I don't know. I haven't Apparently played... he was thinking Shutter Island. You know, that time he was, like, subbing in for... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. 
can see Hamill doing that. So yes, I, I you know it, it, a lot of people weren't happy with the way Batgirl portrayed. I thought it was an interesting way to portray it. I, I was kind of wondering how they're going to turn that into a hour and a half long movie when when Killing Joke by itself isn't. It's a twenty minute read. Yeah, it's not that long of a story. Um, it has massive ramifications, but it's a twenty minute story. But so anyway, I I love it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go into red shirts. Do you have any? Uh, I don't. Okay. I only have two. Uh, I already talked about the other ones that I wanted to. Uh, the Rocketeer is getting, is getting a your... sequel. It's not a reboot. It's a sequel. What? Seriously? Yes. That's fucking awesome. It's called The Rocketeers. Mm. One of them is a black girl. That's that's about all I know about it. Is It's a sequel. Because... The caption I read said reboot, but when I started reading through the story, they call it's, it a sequel. It's a sequel. Um, and Black Mirror Season 3 mm-hmm. drops on Netflix on October 21st. I saw the cast. I'm incredibly unimpressed. Um, it's not about the cast. It's about the fucking story. Um, I saw the cast. I saw the directors. I don't have any... Uh, they haven't released any uh, uh, episode... Descriptions? No, they haven't released any of that yet. Uh, not a whole lot. I think they have... They released the titles. Yeah. Um, um, that reminds me, all the Luke Cage episodes are going to be named after... Uh, Sugar Hill Gang. No. Not Sugar Hill Gang. Um, Gangstar. Gangstar. Songs, yeah. So I'm like, that's different. <laughs> okay. Sure, why not? Well, you looked at uh, Jessica Jones, and it was a.k.a. a line in a... Yeah. Except for... Except for uh, Cumbia Circle Jerk, which they renamed, which we named a podcast after that, because I was like, I want Cumbia Circle Jerk as a fucking title. Because you're not. Yeah, right? Um, Have we had a Squad Fucked by Satan podcast? No, but that should be the name of this one. (laughs) Clap Fucked by Satan. Squad Clapped by Satan? Can't say fuck. I just said Clap Squad... uh, er, Squad, squad clapped by, by, by Satan. Satan. Yeah, we'll do that one. All right. Thank you. Why can't we say fuck? Oh, uh, yeah. Asterisk, 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 asterisk. Yeah, no, yeah. iTunes like, would freak out. Yeah, like on D20 proof, you guys you guys uh, fought a uh, F asterisk, asterisk, uh, KNG dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. That's what I got. Porn star? I don't have any porn stars. I mean, I got the old faithfuls. I... <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I stuck my dick at National Monument. Um, that would burn. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacn.com podcast.com your home for almost bacon and banjo